Thanks for listening to the Highlands Message Podcast. Whether you're new to Highlands and are listening for the first time or you want to hear a past message again, welcome. Our heart at Highlands is to lead you into a growing relationship with Jesus so you can have a life full of purpose as you grow in your faith and lead others to Jesus. We hope you enjoy and are inspired by the latest message from one of our communicators. Who would have thought 1978, 46 years ago? Sounds like a long time, doesn't it, Steve, who was setting up the college 46 years ago, or not quite 46 years ago for the college, but for this place. Had a vision from Gatton, where we've gone to, to plant a church in Toowoomba. And then there's this group of young people that are in their, their 20s and early 30s who said, let's plant a college. And they went about planning a college uh, and, and that's an incredible thought. And the thing I love about that is they were in their 20s and early 30s and they said, let's plan a college. Because uh, sometimes we think we've got to be old to make a difference. Sometimes we've got to think, oh, well, we've got to have some wisdom and maturity and we've got to be these you know, people and they're not old enough or they're, they're having enough information. But they had a vision. And the vision was, let's plant a church and let's plant a college. Let's make a difference in the world. And I think it's so exciting that we stand in this place today with a church full of people. We've got a church at Highfields that'll be full of people this morning. We've got a church with small groups starting to happen in Gatton with interest meetings with a hundred odd people down there. Uh, We've got to plan a school and early learning centre that's going through government at the moment. We have approval for our school up in Highfields. I get excited by that to see what God can do in the next 46 years. Because who knows what a group of people can do that have a vision. And we have a vision, and the vision of this place really comes out of Matthew. It comes out of Matthew 28, 19 and 20. It'll come up on the screen, and it's also in the app on the app. But it says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Teach Christianly baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to observe the things that I've commanded you, which is this number of commandments, 46, 52, depending on the theologian you like. Two two commandments, really, to love God. Love others. And lo, I'm always with you, even to the end of the age. And I think about those preppies running around and I think about our prep teachers. They must be going, thank you, Jesus, you're with us today. And I think about the teenagers and the teachers that teach teenagers and go, oh, Jesus, be with me today. Uh, Because I think it's such an incredible promise that we have, that we have a vision to reach the world. As our church and our community here, it is to go into all the world, make disciples, and we frame it this way, to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus. Not just a relationship, not just say hand up in church or at home or however you gave your life to Christ. That transformational moment that happens, it's not an informational moment, it's a transformational moment. But then we grow in Christ. We grow in Him. We don't just stay small, we continue to grow. We frame it this way in the life of our church, discipleship, walking alongside people pointing towards Jesus, imprinting them on Christ, community where we come together in our small groups and be it in small groups in our college or small groups down in, in through other schools and through homes and restaurants and cafes to have community. Then we come together and what we do today is worship Jesus together. 
Everything we do is focused on this in our church, in our kindy and early learning centre, and in our college. It's a safe place to belong before you believe. That's our heartbeat. We want to be a safe place for people to come, an irresistible environment. I love the fact when people come in, they go, this isn't what we expected. When they come into our college and they're going, wow, as, we, as Mike and Mia and the team take people on tours around our college, how they're so wowed by it. And it's not just the facilities, and, and I think we're getting better at that, and where things are improving all the time. For the people that know that I cut a couple of trees down, Jesus was a carpenter. <laughs> but I've, we've planted 40 more now, so please forgive me. But to see what we have, I got a text from Emma, our children's church pastor. She was down at City Point uh, the other week, and we we're doing a preaching summit down there for in our movement. And she was down there at that at City Point. The at uh, when school leaves, it's bedlam, like bedlam. Cars everywhere, car parks crazy. And she sent me a text and said, "I'm so glad we've got what we've got at Highlands." Sometimes we miss it. Sometimes we, we miss what we've got. We miss what God has given us. We live in this little bubble that's getting a bigger bubble, but we live in a little bubble that can, we can miss what God's doing and the good things that we have. You see, we really believe this is a place where you can grow in your relationship with Jesus. And that is our heartbeat. Our heartbeat is that you don't just know him, but you grow in that relationship. A place where you're encouraged to step into a vision, step into the vision that God has for you. And we frame it this way, and we've got these statements, but I think it's really good to remember them. That you know God, not just know about him, but you know him. That you find freedom. That you have your life on this journey of sanctification after the encounter with God. Big word, sanctification. But he cleans us up. He delivers us. Changes us. Grows us. That we discover our purpose. That we discover how God's created us to be. Who we are. And then we make a difference in the world. To know God. Not just know about him. To find freedom. The whole world is looking for freedom. Self-help books fill the shelves, fill audible catalogs, fill the shelves of bookshops and libraries as people try to find freedom. But freedom is found when you find Christ. To discover your purpose. That you're fearfully and wonderfully made, created, incredible thought isn't it the God of the universe created you to make a difference in the world you see vision is so so important and the great commission is the vision that God has given the church the thing I love about vision and think it's vision so important is it helps stop small mindedness you see, if you don't have vision, it's so easy to get small, isn't it? So easy to shrink and look around and go, oh, well, you know, look what they got. Oh, 
Who do Highlands think they are? Oh, look at that church over there. Or look at that school. Or oh, look at that business. Small-mindedness means we focus on others rather than focus on the vision that God has for us. You see, when you get hold of a vision, get hold of a vision for your life, get hold of a vision, the vision of the organisation, get hold of the vision that God has given you, the Great Commission, all of a sudden, the other things, as, as it's put, can grow faintly dim. To stay to the vision that God has for you. It helps cure small-mindedness. It helps cure the comparison syndrome that we live with in the world of social media. Twitter makes you mad. Instagram makes you sad. Because comparison. You see, vision can take you into greater things. I love how Proverbs puts Proverbs chapter, Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. When there's no prophetic vision, People cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the law. I think it's such a pertinent scripture for today, isn't it? Where there's no prophetic vision, where there's no vision, where there's no God-given revelation of your life, it's so easy to cast off restraint. And we see it in society, we see it in the world that we live in. That's why what we do is so, so important. What we do, what we do every day in the classroom, what we do every day at lunchtime in this place, what we do in church in our small groups is so important because we give people hope to a hopeless world. And a world out there that's desperate for hope, desperate, desperate to see a life-giving community, a life-giving church, a life-giving college that can make a difference in the world. People are hungry for that. They're not looking for grumpy Christians. They're not looking for lemon-sucking Christians. They're not looking for bigots. They're looking for people that will follow the command, as it says in Matthew 28, to love God with all of your heart and all of your mind and all of your soul and love your neighbour as you love yourself. That's what the world's looking for. That's what people from coming to our college world, when you see people come in and they've got turbans and they've got different religions and they've got all these different things, they're looking for values and they're looking for hope. Talking to Nerida Wallace the other week, here she's sitting down there, about a little kid in the classroom from a different faith, inquiring about Jesus. And she has, because of who we are, can stop and put the kids into small group learning and sit down with that child and explain the gospel. Isn't it, isn't it fantastic? Powerful what we have. Change. I love in our early learning centre where they're, they're singing, Jesus is my superhero. And we've got little Muslim kids and little Shriek kids and little, all these different religions. And they're all singing, Jesus is my superhero. Can imagine what mum and dad think when they get home, hey? <laughs> well, it's this. <laughs> There's something that's done because they're little spirits. There's no junior Holy Spirit in their life and touches and changes them. And that's what we do. That's why we exist. You see... Not only do we find out how God has wired us, but we find out where we fit in the world. I think you, you've got to understand, and I think about this a lot as, as God moved us to Toowoomba. 
coming up to 12 years ago. For three months we were coming and 12 years ago later. And some people saying, I wish it was only three months. Um, <laughs> but you're born into the kingdom for such a time as this, Esther puts it. It comes up in, uh, in the Message Bible. Uh, it's such a powerful scripture. It says, if you persist in staying silent at a time like this, help and deliverance will not arrive for the Jews for the Jews from will arrive from the Jews from someplace else, but you and your family be wiped out. Who knows? Maybe you were made queen for such a time as this. Maybe you were purposed to be in Highlands, and I know you are purposed to be here in Toowoomba in Highlands for such a time as this. Maybe you've moved from Brisbane or moved from another country or moved from somewhere else to be in Toowoomba for such a time as this to make a difference in people's lives, to make a difference in your life. You know, think about all the places in the world, all the globe that you could be, and he's put you here. Put you here. Not by chance, but by purpose. You might be working in a business. You might own a business. You've been put here for a purpose, to make a difference in the world. Can I encourage you around vision today? Habakkuk 2.2. And I love what we've done at the college. And if you don't know, we've done a whole pile of work. The, the team in the college have done a couple of years' work with a grant from ISQ. And they've worked through the vision and values of this place, of the church and the college and how it applies in the education world. And we're seeing it at the Staff Development Day, all the posters that have been done. And I love it. And I love walking around the college. And when I walk around and when you guys have gone home and I sneak in and pray in places and, and walk through the college and, and see the posters up because Habakkuk 2 says, write the vision down. Write it down. Make it plain on tablets. And I see our tablets up, Mia, all around the place. All around the place we see the tablets where vision is written down. And that's so, so powerful because we catch it. But it goes on to say that he who may run who reads it. That every time we put the vision out, every time we declare that this is a place, safe place, this is where you grow in your relationship with Jesus, that you'll know God, find freedom, discover purpose in our college, that you'll have grit. That's who a Highlander is. All of a sudden it causes people to run with the vision. It's so, so important. That's why people create it today. It's not just written down plain on tablets. It's actually written down plain on these tablets. iPads, pictures, vision boards that take people to a purpose and a place. And the thing that I love about that, vision boards keep the vision front and centre for you and for others. I was with my son and, and my grandkids on Friday and, and we were chatting and, and Chris, my son, said to me, he said, Dad, you know what? He said, as we plan holidays, we're actually going away with them this year. He said, as we plan our holidays, as we start to plan the vision for it, he says it changes the conversation from the mundane, mund, mundane, not the mundane, Anthony's not there, <laughs> from the mundane to the extraordinary. I thought, isn't that an interesting statement? 
The vision, can, the vision can move us. The vision you have for your life, whether it be for a holiday or whether it be for life-changing encounters with people, can move your conversation in relationships from the mundane to the extraordinary. When you think about what you're doing, what you're doing in your own life, so easy just to go through life, isn't it? So easy just to turn up every day and do it over and over again, repeat Monday on Tuesday. There's something powerful about the vision of knowing why you're here, why you've been fearfully, wonderfully made and put into the Woomba for this time, put into Highlands. It comes down to this scripture, I think, in Ephesians chapter 3. It is one of my favourite scriptures. It's, a, it's a, a prayer by Paul. Sometimes we don't read it as that, but it actually is a, a Pauline prayer, an apostolic prayer. I'm going to pick it up in, in verse 14. For this reason, I bow my knee to the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from who the whole family of heaven and earth is named. I think it's so interesting just this, even what Paul's saying there. That I bow my knee to the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, friend, it's not about just knowing about Jesus, it's about knowing him. If he's your Lord, he's your Savior, he's your King, there are promises. See, if you know him, not just know about him. This is what Paul's saying here. Bow your knee. You bow your knee to the Lord. So often I think we miss that. We, we can have Jesus as saviour. We can have God as the automatic teller machine for our problems. Here's my problem, Father, give me an answer. We can treat him like a genie. But he's actually our Lord. He actually is an encounter with the living God, our Lord Jesus Christ. And I think it's so, so important that we catch this. Because if you catch it, if you encounter Jesus, if you know him, not just know about him, there's incredible promises for you. And this is what it says. It says that he would grant you according to his riches in glory. And I think about even just that statement. His riches in glory. What is that? The creator of the universe, the creator of the gold, the coal, the creator of the water, of the sky, the creator of the animals, the creator of all the herbs and the gardens of the world. And stop and think about that. Stop and think about how they're created. Amazing when you look at them, the different animals, how God created them. And I sit there and look at it and I was out, out and about this week and you see different animals and you see different birds and birds of prey and then there's cows with different stomachs and it's just amazing, isn't it? I was talking with Mike during the week and Annika's studying moss he was telling me their fridge is full of moss at the moment, isn't it, Annika? But how amazing it is when you put it under the microscope. 
You think moss, you know, you, you step on it and slide and fall over when you're trail running, don't you, Mike? But it's incredible. The creator of the universe. According to his riches in glory. No matter, we're never short. We can never have to worry. The whole world worried about things. But we have a creator of the universe. It says that that we'll be strengthened with might through his spirit. I don't know where you're at and where you're at with the Holy Spirit, but the promise is you're strengthened in the inner man by the Holy Spirit. You can walk into any circumstance. You can walk into family relationships. You can walk into your classrooms. You can walk into to shopping centers. You can walk into your workplace knowing that you are strengthened by the Holy Spirit. The promises of God if you know Him. That you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend, which I think is just an amazing thing, the wisdom of God to allow us to comprehend to allow that faith that we have, that faith the size of a mustard seed that everyone has to comprehend what God can do. They may comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ, that He loves you. He loves you. He died on a cross. He came from heaven to earth. He gave up heaven for you it's so easy to go through life it's so easy to get into the mundane and miss this that he loves you to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with the fullness of God that's why when people come onto our campus They go, what is it about this place? What is it? Because it's the fullness of God. Don't you love the fact that He fills us with all of our problems? (laughs) Most of us are like the rest of us. With all our insecurities, with all our sin, He fills us with love. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly above, abundantly above all that we may ask or think according to the power that works in us. I think about those group of young adults 46 years ago. Let's plant a church. And a bunch of parents in this place that said, let's plan a college. Imagine the faith of them to put their kids into a college at the back of a church doing the ACE system. Imagine they're sitting there going, hey Steve, exceedingly abundantly, more than we could ask or think. I think that's what God wants us to catch. That we're only halfway. We're still on the journey. And I imagine 
what the people that we are educating right now in Highlands from the preppies through to year 12. Exceedingly, abundantly more. The seeds of faith that you plant today are going to see the growth to Him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to the generations forevermore. And that's what we do as Highlands to make a difference in the world. To know God. To find freedom. To discover our purpose. Not just to discover our spiritual gifts and say, look at, look at my gift. But to make a difference in the world. I look across this room and I see so many people, so many faces, the difference makers. Dave Wilcox, as you've loved kids, loved them, taken them to your home, made a difference, making a difference all across this room. I look at our prep teachers. Where are they? Can't see them. There they are. Hey, Mrs. Skinner, praying for chalk. We did, literally prayed for chalk in the early days. Turn up at the courthouse to say, hey, I'm happy to take lower wages because there's a vision. Amazing, hey, Jen? That's what we have today. Exceedingly, abundantly, more than you can ask or think. That scripture says, do you know him? Or do you only know about him? Let's pray, hey. Father, I thank you for this amazing group of people. From the front to the back. Father, I thank you for the people that all those years ago had a vision to say yes to God. We'll plant a, we'll plant a church. We'll plant a school. For those parents that had the great faith to put their kids in, to see it happen. For Horimer, who was there building Oki as we removed, as we moved it, and put it on the site for the first classrooms. Father, to see what we have now, exceedingly abundantly more than we can ask or think. And Father, I thank you that your future for us is incredible and great. And we'll look back in the next 46 years and go, wow, look at what the Lord has done. Thank you, Father, that your promises are yes and amen. Hey, just while every eye's closed and every head's bowed, we do this in every service, and I really do ask you to close your eyes and bow your head. Because I don't want to embarrass anybody. And maybe in this place that you don't you actually don't know Jesus. Maybe you know all about him. grown up in church something you've done religiously but you've actually never invited Jesus into your heart maybe you've got brought up in a Christian home and that was enough for you you know I'm a Christian because I was brought up in a Christian home but there's something about the power of the transformation of God that's so, so important. That it's not a rational decision. 
It's a transformational decision to invite Jesus in your heart. So while no one's looking around, if that's you, you've never given your life to Jesus, or maybe you've been away from God and it's just been, I've been doing the mundane. Maybe it's today's day to come back to Him and say, yes, God, I'm all yours. You are, like that scripture says, my Lord. And that you bow your knee to Him today. So right across this room right now, with no one looking around, that's you, would you raise your hand so I can see it, so I can pray with you? Not to embarrass you, because it's not about that. It's about a decision, about making a decision to follow Jesus. About making a decision to have him come into your life. Right across this room right now while no one's looking around. Is that you? I don't want to delay this, but I know you matter so much to God and you matter to us. Last time I'm asking this morning. See that hand, that's awesome. Congratulations. So good, so good. Isn't that good? Come on, let's celebrate. People giving their life to Jesus. A celebration in heaven, we may as well join them. <laughs> yeah, and that's an amazing thought. That there's a celebration in heaven for every soul. Because sometimes we miss that. So good, hey. If you raised your hand or if you're sitting there and you're saying, man, I can't do that, but you would love to, I'd love you to pray with me today. I'd love to pray for you, but I'd love you to pray this prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my life, to be my Lord and to be my Saviour. I thank you for the promises of the Scriptures that were on the screen today that said there's incredible promises I accept you as Lord. Father, I pray that as we do that, the Father, the sins are forgiven. Father, that all the things they've ever done wrong are forgiven. They seek forgiveness. Father, that you plant a vision and a hope and a purpose in their heart to make a difference. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Highlands Message Podcast. We hope you feel encouraged to take these words with you to know God, find freedom, discover your purpose and to make a difference. If you feel moved by today's message and want to connect with us, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at highlands.au on Facebook or Instagram or head to the highlandschurch.org.au website for more resources and information. Be sure to follow the Highlands Message Podcast on your preferred platform to stay up to date with our latest message. We hope to see you in person soon.